0: Welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors, the expansion series. This is where we get to meet and learn from those who have done things completely outside the box. I wanted to start this series with a bang, so of course I reached out to Dr. Fred Gerritsen, who is the founder of The Joint. You either love them or you hate them. I totally find them fascinating from a business model perspective, and once I heard that they have 800 location and 11 million people under chiropractic care, I know where I stand. In this episode, I was really curious about the thought process that it takes to have such a massive vision, and of course, it involves a lot of people. I'll tell you the secret sauce of having any kind of successful brick and mortar is pretty much systems. That's what it comes down to. Simple systems that make sense for that particular business. I remember I went from using cookie cutter, sort of very salesy, very 1980s (laughs) systems and scripts that, you know, are available to us as chiropractors. Um, These belong to a practice management group. And um, I went from that to creating a part-time million-dollar cash practice, and I remember having to simplify my systems and making them authentic to me, and cleaning them up was the foundation of building a part-time million-dollar practice. And now I get to teach these to chiropractors inside of part-time million-dollar mastermind. Whether you want a multi-location, uh, you know, kind of business or. You just want to run a really smooth, profitable practice. You're going to need to clean up your systems. They're going to have to be super simple and they're going to have to be authentic. And if you want to learn more about these kinds of systems, I invite you to connect with me about part-time million dollar mastermind. You can either go to my website, which is www.nonnajavid.com. Or you could just find me on social media and connect with me there. Anyways, today's conversation with Fred is definitely going to be a mind expansion. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you subscribe, share, like, follow, and I hope I get to connect with you soon. Enjoy this episode.
1: All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to. Secret Lives of Chiropractors. And today I am super excited. As you may have already seen or heard, um, we're pivoting the, the content and I am interviewing in this next series of Secret Lives of Chiropractors um, specifically chiropractors who have done things that were completely outside the box. I want to know what their mindset was like, what's their story like, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to be sitting here today with Dr. Fred Gerritsen, and um, I have so many questions. He literally needs no introduction. He, he's the founder of The Joint Um, and that's pretty much it. And, uh, not that that's pretty much it in a minimizing way in a very grand way. Um, so I'm super excited. Thank you for giving me this time, Fred.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So here's the thing first things first, how did it all start? Like, are you, were you in private practice and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing or like, what was the, how did it all get started?
2: Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, right out of school. I went and worked with another chiropractor in Arizona and after about nine months, we parted ways as it often goes with associates or Mm -hmm. independent contractors, as we know. Um, but, um, and that led me down a, a path of, of, now what? And I called around, and all the PI clinics were paying even less. And you know, it was a typical, typical scenario, especially way back when. Um, so I um, spent some time in the hammock and uh, decided that I was going to clear out the guest bedroom. And and I'm backing all the way up. So so that's this is how the private practice started. I cleared out the guest bedroom and decided to start taking care of people. Okay. Um, It was $10 an adjustment (laughs) because it wasn't fancy. Didn't have, you know, water coolers and aquariums. And and it was just my guest bedroom. Um, And before you know it, I had a line around the block. And anyway, fast forward, um, I moved locations to to a, a location in Tucson that people told me I was absolutely out of my mind, even though I never asked anybody. Um, I just I had a hunch that if I took this this mousetrap that had become something different, and I'll get back to that in a second, and put it in a really high visibility, high traffic location, which happened to be two blocks from the west side of campus next to a Starbucks across the street from a freestanding gap, high rent district. But I, I just I knew that that we were going to attract even more people. Mm-hmm. So I did. And mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the meantime, this, this whole guest bedroom thing had sort of morphed into, a, a model that was the start of what eventually became the joint, which was a little bit of a different mousetrap procedurally, structurally, um, just all the, all the bells and not bells and whistles really. Um,
1: okay. so yeah. tell me this, I'm curious about this part when you say you had a hunch, mm. Tell
2: me about that. I just I, I worked for a couple of chiropractors. I'm glad you asked. I worked for a couple of chiropractors while I was going through school, and then I worked for this guy right after school. And I visited other ones around town, and I just never saw anything that you that looked or felt or smelled very user friendly. It was all very complicated. There were bells and whistles. There were hoops. These poor people had to jump through. And I was of the opinion that, that I knew this little secret called chiropractic that I wanted to share with as many people as possible. Because at the end of the day, anyone with a spine that's breathing could benefit from this, from what we had to offer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I embarked down this, this path to remove hoops and get rid of uh, hurdles and make it more convenient and make it more affordable, which was the $10 was a start. Mm-hmm um granted that was really really affordable but um it was a start
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh and and you know every step of the way there were just things that that um that i found for example the sign in sheet mm-hmm. everybody has one or at least everybody had one at the time mm-hmm. and i would and i went around and called friends or uh, colleagues and i said why do you have this thing called the sign-in sheet? It's another hurdle. It's another step. It's another something I need to make sure people sign, and I'm a one-man show. Um, And then I have to file them away somewhere. I thought, you know, blah, blah, blah. What if I just didn't have one? Mm. Um, Because the best best and only halfway decent answer that I ever got about the sign-in sheet was, well, if a PI case ever comes back, Right. And, you know, debates, whether they the, you build them for that visit and they say they weren't there and you ran the bill up and blah, blah. I said, well, number one, I'm not going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Number two, that just the whole the whole research project proved to me that that I didn't have to. It wasn't like legally required and I wasn't going to lose my license and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. so I didn't. And mm-hmm. I just kind of kept whacking away at things. And um, and and that's that's kind of how the whole. Changing or or reinventing the mousetrap started. Yeah. it all just sort of happened by accidents, accidentally on purpose.
1: I was right? going to say, not so much by no accidents. accidents. Yeah, right.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> even when yeah. there are accidents, no accidents.
3: There are. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So okay, I find that super fascinating because mm. if, from a mindset perspective, you basically uh, questioned everything. You're like, why everything. do we? You questioned everything. And then you you didn't just take it at at face value, right? You weren't like, okay, you is this how you're supposed to do it? Okay, I'll plug it in and I'll do it this way. No, you were like, well, wait a second, why are we doing this? Yep. The second thing that you did that I, I'm understanding from this conversation, which uh-huh. I found to be super powerful, like in my world too, is eliminated more and like super simplified, right?
3: Yes. Oh like, my god.
1: In order to go as big as you did or to have yes. that kind of a, like you have to make something that is reproducible. And I think that's something that yes. it needs to be simplified and you need to eliminate, delegate, remove more than you add. I think a lot of chiropractors, they'll be like, OK, I want to make my practice successful. So I got to add this and I got to add that. And, and mm. I, you probably agree with me on. No, it's probably you got to remove a whole bunch of stuff you already have
0: uh is probably
1: more space and energy and time and and all the things
2: well and it gives you it gives you the 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 time and the energy and the space and the and the all that to focus on the most important thing which is taking care of people
1: totally yeah
2: all the rest all the rest is is you know fluff and and silliness and and procedures unnecessary procedures often and yeah. and I even went so far as to um I had a, a I was coaching rugby at the University of Arizona a mm-hmm. whole another story but um for another day the next pod the next series
3: I guess yeah
2: <laughs> anyway um and this 17 year old whiz kid freshman at the University of Arizona he started coming to see me and he would sit there in the waiting room and he would kind of watch the show with these travel cards and we were filing them away alphabetically and oh my gosh, what a thing. And he said, you know, I could probably write a little computer program for you and and so you can do away with all that. And I went, oh, Yes, please. <laughs> and so he did. And it was very rudimentary, but it ended up leading, you know, now I think the joint is now on version 10 or something. But but that that also became an effort. It was we created something complicated, but in in order to simplify again. Yeah. And with with typically, my goal was with two taps on a touchscreen, I could update a patient's record, and and do all the the board required soap notes and all that jazz. Um, I, I could do that with two taps on a touchscreen, so that I wasn't sitting there until nine o'clock at night updating everybody's records and writing soap notes and you know all that nonsense. Yeah. Unnecessary procedures again.
1: Yeah. I love but. that. And I think that how many times do we have opportunities like that that show? Because I, I I don't want somebody listening to this be like, oh, well, how lucky somebody walked yeah. in the office. and But it's not luck. One, it's, it's like, OK, that person walked in, but it was in your consciousness to eliminate and simplify. And this yes. person showed up. No and doubt. Then you took action on it because you're aware that this is the thing. Mm. That helps. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're 10 versions in. So, right.
2: right. And as they say, luck is talent meeting opportunity.
1: Absolutely. And so, I didn't have,
2: I had the opportunity, he had the talent.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about the moment where you were like, okay, or probably series of moments maybe that mm. you went from, all right, this practice, one.
2: It was one moment.
1: One moment. Okay. <laughs> I'm
2: anticipating your question.
1: Yes, tell me. Okay. Tell us that moment like to go from one to many, like to like produce this 10x.
2: Yeah. So so you know, fast forward a a year or two probably at that location. We're seeing 120 people a day. Um, everybody's happy. Uh the the, you know, we're busting at the seams. It was about all I could handle, uh honestly and seriously, as one chiropractor. Mm -hmm. I had front desk gals, uh uh the one of whom we talked about. Um, that were running the show and doing all the chit chat and everybody had their roles, but it was a well-oiled machine and we were seeing between 100 and 120 a day. And and there was a moment where, and I remember the moment distinctly. I couldn't tell you the day or the time, but I remember I was staring out into the intersection. and And at that exact moment, I realized that this was as big as it would ever get in my little... Soapbox, my sandbox, mm-hmm. right? 120 people a day was the biggest um, difference I was going to be able to make, the biggest uh, impact I was going to be able to make, the most people I was going to be able to help. That was as big as it was ever going to get. And I just went, no, nah, I don't think so. Mm. We got to go. And I had no idea what was going to happen next. I didn't even know what the first next step was, but I just knew right then and there. I had to figure out how to how to make this thing bigger.
3: Yeah, and wow. Part
2: of that was the fact that I can't possibly tell you how many people used to come in that were visiting their kids at the University of Arizona for Father's Day or or whatever, and they would every time they would say the exact same thing: "Man, I wish there was one of these in my neck of the woods." And all those things sort of collided in that moment, and I went. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is
1: big.
2: Yeah. And we did.
1: That Off is we so cool. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to point out that hmm. you were at 120 a day and you're thinking, um, this is not enough. Like, how do I make a bigger impact? And I don't know if this is accurate, but I was doing a little research and now you're all seeing like 11 million patients a year. Is that accurate? <laughs>
2: I was, I I grabbed a pen and a piece of scrap paper, which I often do. And I was trying to do some quick math, but you probably already have the the number. Yeah. That's
1: that's what Google said.
2: Yeah. So divide that by what? 3,300 days or something like that. That's um, a lot.
1: Yeah, I know.
2: 400,000 a day. That's
1: impact. Yep. That's pretty cool. So, so then what happened next?
2: Yay. Well, um, so then I had to figure out how I was going to expand. And I learned I embarked on these paths that I had never been down before. Business rabbit holes and, and franchise attorneys and and all these things. I learned a whole new language in the franchising world. And thank goodness I had a guy who was a very happy customer of mine. I I, I always I still haven't figured out. I used to call them people that come and get adjusted. Mm-hmm. I didn't like patients. Obviously it's too medical. I didn't want to call them customers. I didn't want to, you know, so there was that whole uncomfortable thing. And I never found a good solution for that. But, um, but anyway, he was a happy person that came to get adjusted. And he was like a fortune 50 real deal consultant. And he said, I tell you what I hear, I hear you're gonna, you're, you want to go big. I want to be your sounding board.
3: Mm. over a
2: cup of coffee on a Saturday afternoon
3: mm-hmm. and and
2: and he did and and he was one of the many people that that I sort of was was able to sort of grab and ask millions of stupid questions and yeah but how do I do this and and how does that work and what do you mean franchising what is that um, I mean I had no idea mm-hmm. I don't have a business didn't have a business background I just was willing to probably thanks to rugby I was willing to get down in the mud and 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 figure it out and mm-hmm. figure out how to get to the other end which is basically the description of a rugby game
3: yeah
2: uh, on my hands and knees and elbows and um so i i did i i i researched and i learned and i and uh and then and then the hardest thing somewhere along the way and this is not uh, i i don't mean this to sound whiny but um but the hardest thing was i had to take this this place that I had sort of created called the joint that one location on the corner of uh Euclid and university in Tucson Arizona I had to take that whole operation and all the things that I just you know I wake up and start doing and and do sort of in in autopilot mode how I talk to people how I how I you know all that stuff had to be written down in an operating manual it -hmm. was it became the secret sauce Mm -hmm. um and that that was hardest all get out.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: but I, you know, we got through it or I got through it. And, and, um, and then I actually moved to Atlanta in 2003, mm. um, cause we decided it was a better place to raise our three-year-old two-year-old daughter at the time. Um, and I sold that location to the chiropractor that used to be a patient that ended up, um, quitting massage school, going to chiropractic school, came back, worked with me while I was starting the, this whole franchise adventure and, and the creating of that. And um, I sold that location to him and we were officially off to the races with franchise location number one. Mm-hmm. And, and I drove to Atlanta and opened up number two and it was all very grassrootsy like that in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So at, at what point did it go from grassrootsy to like, all right, now we have investors and we're going to open up because I think you guys are, I don't know exactly what number, but 800. Mm. Or yeah, so we're,
3: we're,
2: we're close to 800 if we're not already there. But in 2010, I got a, I got a cold call at the office one day and, you know, XYZ wants to talk to you. I'm like, take a message it's the usual response. No, no, no. This guy really wants to talk to you. I said, okay, well, Dr. Matt, you, you run, you, you mind the show for a while. And, and I stepped outside and I took this phone call and it was a chiropractor in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. who had some friends with money and business acumen and know it all and blah, blah, blah. And, and that's when the whole, that's when all the rest of the pieces sort of showed up. Okay, And it so- was right at the moment yeah, go oh, ahead. One second. Yeah.
1: You said in 2011?
2: 10, 2010. 2010.
1: So at by by that time, how many locations did you have?
2: 23 sold.
1: 20 uh, licenses sold, sold uh-huh. and
2: 13 with doors open. The other That's 10, the 10 were in the works in the process. doing their filled outs or training or whatever. Yeah.
1: And this was all you, obviously with your all team me. and stuff, but like this was yeah. all you. There was no you were the sole owner.
2: I was chef cook, bottle washer, and sole owner.
1: The whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. then these guys call you up because obviously
2: hundred plus hours a week, by the way. And that's no joke.
1: Yeah, that's intense.
2: That is no joke.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, oh. they called me up and offered um they offered money, uh, go forward team, next level mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. the whole kit and and, and, and I Thought about it for about three days, asked a lot of friends, including the Fortune 50 guy. Mm-hmm. And 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 we all made sure the paperwork was legit and buttoned up. And it was it was it wasn't that I was looking to I, I knew I needed capital and help to go next level to take yeah. it from 25, 23 to 50, let alone 100, let alone 800.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I just I was I had. Uh, I had triple mortgaged the house. You know, I'd 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 risked everything, done everything. I couldn't work more than a hundred plus hours a week. I just I was right at that point where I'd learned to juggle faster, learn mm-hmm. to juggle with my feet, learn to juggle on one leg, um, mm-hmm. and then that phone call came, and it was man, you want to talk about timing, synchronicity, all that jazz. Wow,
1: yeah. so, so well, you pu- yeah. you pulled that in, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: You're- Yep. yep. yep, Attracted.
1: Yeah. Without getting too woo woo, but like, no,
2: you no. Just, yeah. No, a hundred percent. I get it. I get yeah. it. I understand all that a lot better now.
1: Yeah. When That's you're, crazy.
2: when you're in the middle of it, you're just, you're just doing, but, but, but you are attracting.
1: You are attracting. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think, I think when you think about, okay, how do we go big? You are, mm. your intention is I'm going. Oh big. yeah. So I am. I, think- I am. And the and, opportunities. And yeah. Go yeah.
2: Ahead. Yeah. No. And 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 that's the only reason I survived the hundred-plus-hour weeks. Even though I never missed a kid's soccer game, or I took them to school every morning. That was sort of our special time. Um, the only reason I survived all that is because I I there 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 was another there was sort of a next level after that moment uh, when I went when I realized I had to go big. Then I then it really sunk in that I actually had to go big.
3: Mm. This
2: was sort of my this was going to be my my I don't even know what to call it. But it, but I became unstoppable when I realized that this was actually going to help so many more people mm-hmm. um, and maybe even help chiropractors. We had a 60 percent failure rate as a profession at the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So there, they're all these all these things started coming together and sort of clicking and piling up, and then uh, then I realized I had to do this.
1: Yeah.
2: So and you, that's when it became like, oh, you, either you're gonna help me or you're gonna get out of my way. But
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. yeah. The, so you were being really pulled by the vision. There was no mm-hmm. you anything. You weren't waking up like, oh, I got to motivate myself to do it. it was like, oh no. Is the vision.
3: No.
2: Oh it's yeah. No. Fine.
1: And no. yeah, I'm yeah. going.
2: It 100%. So
1: you pointed to, um, like you know, 100 hours a week. Um, huh. so <laughs> the, the <laughs> my my brand and my practice, parts, time million dollar <laughs>
3: practice. So, uh-huh. I, can't, I,
1: know, right? I love it, <laughs> yeah. I love it though. But yeah. that's, that's why I love this conversation. Um, so here's the thing. Mm. do you i picture and it could be like a thinking error on my end but i picture and people i've talked to that are uber successful have built some massive uh massively impactful things like some really important things that have uh-huh. changed the world or changed the community um they they do end up like it does come with some kind of a sacrifice like it's uh-huh. easy- there's something that gives for that massive of a vision. Is that true? Or would you say, and, and if it's, if it's true, what was it for you?
3: Um, wow. Well, that's a, that's a, um, that's
2: one of the ones you should have warned me about. <laughs> okay. No, um, I don't, I, I honestly don't think it came at a cost. Um, or a sacrifice
3: mm. I
2: really don't um other than a couple extra wrinkles, probably, but um the I mean there were a lot of it can't the only sacrifice really was sleep mm. um and there were a lot of um there were a lot of um, worrisome if you will, even though what do they say worry is an unproductive emotion obviously okay. but um but 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 I had, I had first taken every dime I had and put it into this thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: knowing with all my hearts and conviction and everything that, that it was going to succeed.
3: Sure. Damn it. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, um, and then when I ran out, I took a fairly big risk with these, with this go forward group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and it was all on a on a hope and a swing, you know, um, yeah. even though I did all the homework and I, and I, and I knew what the finish line looked like. I mean, I could, I could, you want to talk a vision, man. I could, I could see it and, and yeah. it's, it, and it's, it, it exists now. Um, yeah. so, you know, not, not all these sort of stories end well, Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But you had certainty. It sounds my, like
2: my ex-wife might disagree with the sacrifice part. But um.
1: I, I was gonna dig <laughs> a little more on that one because yeah. I was gonna ask before yeah. you said ex-wife. Thing, yeah. What about like your? Re- I'm 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 yeah. divorced, so I know for me, okay. my um my relationship definitely took a hit mm-hmm. as I was building things, and and I've learned a lot along the way as well. Sure. And I yeah. What about like your kids? What about your relationship? Are those things that you would feel like
3: I, I because I was
2: flexible, I was able to um I was able to always uh uh design it around the kids events. Okay. Okay. Never missed any of that stuff, took them to school, drove them to school every morning.
3: Okay.
2: Um, just carved out that half an hour. Um, you know. Hey, you do the rest. I got this part. Cause yeah. at least they would get there on time then. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a funny, um, but, um, but anyway, um, uh, so I was, I was flexible and I, and I made that my number one priority. Uh, and then, you know, along with priority number two through 150 was then the joint. Right. Um, Maybe not necessarily in the relationship um, part or or sandbox, but um, okay. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Okay. All right. Good.
2: Every everything happens for a reason. Everything
1: for sure happens for a reason, and uh, you know what? This is a good conversation because maybe you don't have to sacrifice. Maybe you can Uh hundred hour week and have put your children as a priority and have your relationship be a part that is possible. uh, Um, when you can create that flexibility around too. I think so. And,
2: and maybe what also helped is I, 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 I had imagined that there was a end point, goal point somewhere. So if I can just keep, keep dragging this schlepping this boulder up the hill, um, you know, someday um mm-hmm. there was always that.
1: Yeah. So speaking of that, and, and that mm-hmm. may not be like the end end goal, but you you mm-hmm. your company went public, I forget. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um that was that was 2014.
2: 2014.
1: that's, that's and pretty that fast.
2: Was, that was a whole nother new language that I had to learn about mergers and acquisitions and IPOs and all this. Jibber jabber. jabber. Wow, so wow. Cool. yeah, so cool. it was kind of cool. It's the so cool. only public company, I think, still in 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 our profession. But um, which, which you know doesn't make it better or just makes it different. I
1: well, guess. I mean, let's yeah. call it what it is. I you were named, your company was named Forbes, like on Forbes America's mm-hmm. best small companies list, right in two thousand twenty two. Yeah was um, yeah. one of the fastest or uh, I think fastest growing companies list also. Mm-hmm. So fastest um,
2: growing franchises for sure was that happened really fast.
1: Yeah. And in just, part
2: thanks to the group that we brought on.
1: Yeah. I mean to go from yeah. 2010 when you said 23 locations mm-hmm. to 2014, like that's yeah. actually to go public it's, it's so fast.
2: It's lightning fast. And it was a year after we were supposed to do it.
1: Wow. Okay. So yeah. What and those that?
2: were some those were some tricky years for me. I bet I would, they kept me on as a consultant. Let me make sure they're on. Um, <laughs> um, but but they really, yeah yeah yeah. Um, air quotes. But they um, they really didn't. It was more of a to be nice to me. Or like we got it from here.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
2: would always occasionally go, uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> you say, yeah no thanks for sharing, but we got it.
1: We got this. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. tell me the moment you found out that the company went public. What was that like?
2: Well, it was a year overdue. So I was, it was, it was a little, you know, nails on the chalkboard. Cause I was at this point, I'm borrowing money from friends and families, so to speak, to, to make ends meet. Cause my consulting a contract had ended based on the original idea that we were going to go public in 2013
3: wow. and I
2: didn't have a job. For like a year, year and a half. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah so
2: that's a whole nother chapter in the book. Still
1: but. you get a phone call or how do they tell you oh, your company completely- No, it was all
2: I mean, this is a long process. This is very um SEC regulated and the and the whole, you know, it's it's there's a lot of a lot of people that get involved and it it's a very um slow moving train. It's not a overnight, hey, we just we we, we guess what? We won the lottery today. Um, it was a long it it took months and, and we all knew that that was going to be the day. And I said, okay, we, you you haven't listened to me so far, but I think I deserve to be the guy to go ring the bell.
1: I Um, was just going to ask you, (laughs) you (laughs) I didn't,
2: I didn't get to ring the bell. Damn it. No, I know that was my, that was going to be a sick. I haven't asked for anything the past four years or almost not, but not much at least, but I want to ring the bell. And they said, Oh yeah, no, because we were relatively a, cl- a small company to what they call go out that year, that day. Um, and, and whoever was the biggest gets to ring the bell,
3: uh, yeah.
2: uh, uh Facebook or somebody else went public on the same day. Uh, oh Yeah. So, yeah they, okay. The big, the big dog wins, but
1: that, I just yeah. think that's amazing. Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's switch gears for a second. Um, mm. For, like, for me, one of the things that keeps coming up with chiropractors, uh, either mm-hmm. at seminars like, or just amongst colleagues, it's like it's such a divide. I mean, our whole profession is such a divide, but when it comes down to what we think about the joint, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I hate them, or it's like, yep. or on yep. the other. End. it's like, I love them. Look at what they have created. There's, there, there's 11 million people under care. Yep. And on the other side, it's like, Oh, the joint and there's like a through Z reasons why we don't like the joint. Right.
3: Sure. So
1: what, I
2: think I've heard them all, but maybe not.
1: I, I'm sure. And I don't want to go yep. through it. No, I, no. Yeah. I personally just am fascinated um, by the business aspect of it, I think it's uh-huh. amazing that 11 million people are under chiropractic care. I mean, we, every freaking seminar I go to, everybody talks about how 3% of the population on, is under care. And, you know, there's all this stuff to, to say that we should do more, but then the, when there's a company, uh, like the joint who is seeing 11 million mm-hmm. people under care, then we, we bash them. Right. right, we, um, right of understand. course. Only three percent, we should do more, blah blah blah. Somebody is doing more, and then we we try to drag them down at least uh, yeah. you know Chop them off
2: the knees. Yeah, so yeah.
1: um so and, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. You you asked
1: I'm just thinking like what's like what are your thoughts on on that whole thing?
2: Well, they there they're, they're they're very simple in my mind, and they 've never ever changed. Mm-hmm. I did never the only reason I ever embarked on this this adventure
3: mm-hmm. was
2: because the thought of having of only making that small of a difference in the to humans
0: mm-hmm. and
2: to chiropractic became unacceptable yeah. i and I only from that moment forward wanted to get as many i wanted to help there they are again. Um, I wanted to help as many people as possible. And the way that I know how to help people best Mm -hmm. is regular chiropractic care period, period, full sentence, stop, end of story. Um, so that became that that's when it all became unacceptable and unstoppable and all that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, and I didn't even know at the time how I was going to do it, as I mentioned earlier, but, 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 but here we are.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and it was never, it was never look at me and, and to my, I'm not a horn tutor to begin with. I just was the sort of the, 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 the conduit, if you will.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, 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 again, without getting too woo, which I'm happy to do, but, um, I can woo woo with the best of them. Now.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: anyway, um, that was really always, it just, it was about, the people getting re- under more people under regular chiropractic care and maybe that finally that was that then became sort of the even bigger bigger well and that was almost more of a what if i don't think that was part of the crystal clear vision but in the process i started thinking what if the joint on a side note or as a side gig result out of all this could sort of bring the profession out of the closet if yeah. you will and get us a little less fragmented. Because mm-hmm. we are. It's like, you know, it's like in the it's like back in the 70s in this country. Um, if you've ever lived abroad like I was fortunate to do um in Europe or been there, um, you know, you have your first real cup of coffee. I'm talking the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, some some of some of your listeners weren't even born then, but you you go to a you go to get get a cup of coffee in this country and you you walk into a coffee shop and you have no idea what you're gonna get.
3: Right.
2: It could be drinkable. It could be barely drinkable. It could be I'm gonna throw it away halfway across the parking lot. Um, but it was always it was all over the map. Mm-hmm. Our profession still to this day for the majority of chiropractors is the same way.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: walk into one place and you're gonna you know face north with a crystal on your head under a full moon and 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 everything everything else, yeah, um, so I just thought maybe this will maybe this will create some some motion for the profession,
1: yeah, I think that I think about um you know say wonder bread, right, yeah, it started out as sliced bread, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until like it sliced bread had been around for forever, and nobody. Right. It was a failing company, right? Like anybody right. who to, to had a company that sold sliced bread, but it wasn't until Wonder Bread basically took the idea, branded it, simplified mm-hmm. it, and then mm-hmm. sold it to people for, uh, you know, educated the people the right way. And next yep. thing you know, if I say Wonder Bread, you immediately can see the brand and can, you know, can see the whole thing.
3: 100%. So
1: I think sometimes even Starbucks, right? Like, mm-hmm. Talking about coffee. Well, Starbucks is the thing that is now associated with coffee because you right. go in, everything is systematized. If I go here in Starbucks, I was just in Mexico. I got Starbucks, tasted mm-hmm. the same way. I was in Rome, went to Starbucks. Yeah. Same exact way, right? Yeah. Um, and or there's predictability, there's simplicity, there's elimination of, of the complicated yeah.
2: familiarity.
1: Familiarity,
2: yep. Yeah. All
1: so that. um so cool. So okay. Um, What? About- yeah.
2: So I'm. I, I'm. 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 I, I, I hate it for the naysayers, but it, that that piece never kept me awake at night. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's.
2: I was just. I was focused on on getting this thing done. Yeah. Um, and helping more people.
3: That makes
1: how sense. That could, yeah. If you um, had, if you had cared, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have been able to. If right. you had cared, what
2: people- if I if I had feelings, I would have. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I had had feelings.
1: Well, your your vision was big, way bigger than what mm. anybody say about. Than
2: it. the noise.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. The noise.
2: yeah. Sure.
1: yeah. Bingo. So, I'm curious, um, Fred. Do you have anything? I know when I usually ask this question of my guests, I say, "Do you have any regrets?" And the most, you know, typical go to answer is, "I don't have any regrets." But another way to phrase it is like, okay, what about something you would have done differently? Is there any, knowing what you know now, it, uh-huh. is something you would have done differently?
3: Probably
2: not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know that I knew enough then to do anything different. And even looking back, it was such a wild ride that we just figured out sort of as we went every step of the way, I don't think I could have done it any differently. Okay. And that, you know, that attracting part that happened in 2010, it, it, you know, I did, it, did I do that? Did, did, you know, who did that? Um, I mean, it just, it's, it's, there were other things at, at, at work.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean.
3: And
2: there's the woo woo again, but um, Yeah. I don't, I really don't think so. Um, and I don't think I could have done it any different because mm-hmm. I was, you know, my, the my knees and elbows were raw and the, and the, you know, the, the sleep was low and, but,
3: you yeah, know, no, no. Cool. That's now,
2: nice. franchising, I will tell you, franchising is the one thing that I've been approached by by quite a few healthcare startup people and none of them have ever really come to anything other than a lot of phone calls and and um ideas and stuff and then they they it it fizzles for one reason or another but um and i'm not even sure some of them are good ideas but that's i'm not the one to decide that you know they want they want me to help them do that um and, and and i'm happy to do it but um but they, um, I don't know that I would ever recommend someone set it up as a franchise again. That might be something I would take more time exploring to, to come up with something differently, like CrossFit is an affiliate.
1: Got it. Interesting.
2: Um, other places are, are you know, um, licensees, or something. licensees, exactly. Starbucks is a, is a blend of corporate and licensees. The ones at the airports are not corporate owned. They're they're I think they might actually be. Fr- anyway, there's 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 other ways, but franchising is very cumbersome.
3: OK, very nice. hegi-
2: heavily regulated government SEC.
1: Got it.
2: Um, but that that might be the only one.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, mm. we're, as we're wrapping, I feel like we need another episode. We need like an episode number two where we can get a little <laughs> woo-woo.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we'll come and, back and yeah, and maybe,
2: maybe figure out some, some tips and tricks for the chiropractors out there. Not everybody's ever going to be a, 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 a joint doc. Um, yes. and, and, and that's okay. But, um, Uh, And not everybody's going to be a franchisee and that's okay too, but um, yeah. yeah.
1: The purpose of this conversation or what this conversation does is that it expands the consciousness of the chiropractor. Like I'm over here in my four walls of my office talking about going from 50 visits to 200 visits or 200 to 500 or
3: whatever. Uh Uh
1: And then all of a sudden to meet somebody who had this massive vision who, Uh Didn't know how to, but figured out a way. And and I mm-hmm. think something that is very expansive. So yeah. Uh, it does nothing else. It, you know, it it definitely expands uh people's consciousness. So I sure. have a couple yeah. of like uh like maybe a little personal, but like super quick questions. Just a couple. Okay. All right. Did you have a nickname when you were a kid? Yes. What was it? Freddie. Freddie. Okay.
2: Not really a nickname, but much to my father's chagrin, I'm, and I'm, here I go giving you the non-quick answer, uh, which I'm famous for. Um, my father, my real name was Frederick, and my friends would call and ask to speak to Fred. And mm-hmm. The old phones on the wall, and um, and my father would play this game that, that No, there's nobody here by that name."
1: <laughs> Wait, uh, what if they called and they said, "I want to talk to Freddie"?
2: Well, then then he'd probably just hang up the phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Only
3: yeah, anyway.
2: Okay. Along the way, along the way, Curly came up has come up. Um Curly. Yeah, Curly. For obvious reasons. But for
1: obvious um, reasons. <laughs> 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 okay.
2: Dr. Fred was my stage name.
1: Okay, okay. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and uh, last question, what kind of hmm. car do you drive?
2: I drive a four-door Jeep Wrangler. Okay. Yeah. Not a car guy
1: not a car guy all right i was uh, expecting something super i'm cool. into cars So no.
2: like car. are you yeah no no bentleys here man
1: all right Sorry. and all the right.
2: car before that was a kia
1: okay <laughs> you're <laughs> forgiven
2: <Fred. laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> well this was such an incredible time i like just fully enjoyed this conversation. I learned so much. It expanded my consciousness. I know people that are chiropractors that are listening to this um, will get some gems out of today's uh, conversation. So thank you so much for being with me. And uh, if you are willing and open and have the time, we'd love to have you uh, down the road for another episode.
2: Call me anytime.
1: Amazing. It was
2: my pleasure. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at nona. Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me. And Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.